you know, different shit don't happen to me, but then that hurt me more worse than when you supposed to be loyal and then none of that shit worked. So I'm like, damn, I'm put 14, 13 years of my life in that shit. And I got to go to this and this better for me now because I got five, six businesses going. So now I ain't got to come outside every day like I used to rush to get outside and get on the plane and do different shit for this one thing. No, it was different, different now. I got five, six businesses. I got shit I can wake up to and unlock the doors and turn the alarms on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, I'm, I'm more business minded now instead of me just being one track minded. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I was more than one track minded. I can get the money, but I'm fucked up because I ain't number one track money. Shit. You know what I'm saying? I can always get a bankroll, but I'm always fucking it up because I'm one track money. I ain't have no big brother be like, hey, you can go ahead and put your money in this. I'll go put your money in that. And this can grow. Yeah. Shit, it took me to be damn near 35, 36 to get an account. Oh shit. <laughs> Cause I'm used to seeing my money, my box up. Yeah. My money vacuum seal around me every day. I ain't used to seeing that shit somewhere else and I gotta keep call checking and that was different. We have a credit card. I ain't gotta use my money. Mm-hmm. Book me some flights and buy studio equipment. Like, I ain't, I want to know all that. Cause I'm hanging one track mine. But once you get with some more people, they be like, hey, man, you got this much. Because I just didn't care. Everything just came to me. I didn't go looking. Everything seemed to just work out all the time. And there wasn't any real discussions over prices or negotiations ever. It was just, that's what I want. If you don't like it, Heathrow Terminal 5. And they always give you what you want because they have no choice. You'll make much better decisions and you won't need to take unnecessary excessive risks. You'll absolutely not ever be required to have a lottery mentality. So where you're just all the time buying lottery tickets in different formats, trying to get huge amounts of upside because you've got nothing and you're trying to get excessive amounts of money with excessive amounts of risk, looking to play the lottery all the time. You just won't need to. So it's something that you should really aim for in my opinion, in your life. If you can get your dream life by 35, 40 years old, you're going to do excessively well in your 40s and 50s and 60s. I want you to ask yourself a very, very important question. Is it even possible for retail traders to make money? You've got access to platforms. So let's have a show of hands. 
who believes retail traders can't make money? One, okay. Who believes retail traders can make money? Okay. You're right. But like right at the beginning, when we said the most important thing is to look at how the industry works, what did I say at the beginning? Look at how the people who do well in the industry work. And if you're a retail trader, you can make money if you find those people and emulate them. It's pretty straightforward. It's like walking into any industry. Find the players who win and do what they do. Form 10K. It's an annual report in the States for a public company. It gives you all the forensics of the company. Who should we look at in the trading industry who's extremely successful to see what their odds are of making money? Yes, why don't we look at Goldman Sachs? Uh, I do micro-macro. Micro. I have a very aggressive open-door policy. I meet, meeting? meaning any single employee that works for me that requests a meeting gets a meeting. Uh, I graduated and said, Mr. Vaynerchuk, I know we never spoke, and I just want you to know that your son is going to pass and graduate high school, but you need to know, he doesn't know a fucking word. First of all, I love you, your content. Um, you. I started watching you originally when I got into wine and kosher wine by Wine Library with Daniel Rogoff, a lot of those wine reviews. I remember. Very good. Thank On behalf you. of my community, I'm Orthodox. Everybody wants to know when we're going to get a kosher sign on Empathy Wines. That's a great, great question. The truth is, I don't know the answer to that, but I get inspired by stuff like this. And I will apps if you email me at Gary at Vayner Media, I will put it in a folder in my epic thing. And when I go and have those meetings, that's what I look at. And I will ask the question of how we're thinking about it and things of that nature. Because Nate and Trout are really driving a lot of that boat. Uh, but the answer is we're talking a lot about empathy right now from sparkling seltzer to cans to kosher to a lot of different conversations so it's a great time to ask the question okay awesome another thing i noticed on linkedin and with all your media you're very into being yourself that's who i am etc i know are you keeping it real are you staying solid what the fuck does that even mean listen to ninja pimp radio now everyone thinks they have all the answers but do they do you Listen to Ninja Pit Radio now. CEO, they can take a pounding. But if you get in their mind, that's what I used to do. I used to tell them. You know, I used to clearly try to get in their mind. And I told get in their mind many different things. I used to stay behind when the search was all over and we finished searching. I used to lock myself in, lock myself in an empty cell just to hear the inmates talk. And then they say, oh, they didn't find my weapon. I left it in the cookie box. And they said, I gave no puppy-eyed dog thing. And then I get on the radio, come on back down. 
So I want the extra yard of this, you know what I'm saying? Getting in their mind and saying like this, come on, you have to do the right thing. You never know where I'm around, you know what I'm saying? What? I'm ear hustling all the time. I'm ear hustling and I got enough secret squirrels to tell me everything, you know? But the most part about that violence, I didn't condone that. I didn't do it when I was lost. When I told you back then in 85, somebody told me to hit somebody, I'm not hitting nobody just because you told me to hit them. They knew exactly. I was in charge of ESU. I had the ESU squad. All right, the, the, the turtles and everything else, we didn't do, no, we didn't go over the line. I didn't go over the line. None of my team members go on the line. Because mm. I didn't go with that. Mm-mm, don't do that. I, I report it. I report it as it is. Don't do it. Mm. They wouldn't. They knew better. They'll do it when I'm not around, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't at that level. I don't, mm, no. They said it was violent. It was a cooperative thing with them resisting. But on my team, look at my history. My so history had none so, of that. So, so, you, so, so you're saying that... In the bigger businesses, call it the hundred biggest businesses in the, re, in, in the, in the country, uh, it doesn't look so, so, so different than other parts of the world. Um, I th- Start the process of affording the ability to do voice in four years. Nice. Because their business will grow much more. Love it. Thank you, sir. But, real quick, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm coming back. But the, but the reason I say voice is I think voice is dangerously close, whereas if you come up to me and say, Gary, that's exactly, like the next guy was like, Gary, that's exactly right. I'm going to be doing blockchain advertising to guarantee, you know, consumption. I'm like, that's further along than you think. Or I'm building a VR shop. Not one person you know goes home and goes and does VR, which means we're far away. (laughs) My strength is timing, not just seeing it. Right? Like, I'm not talking about TikTok a whole bunch now because I just fucking discovered it. I was one of the first users of Musical.ly. I'm talking about it now because it's on the cusp of getting older, and that's why I talked about Snapchat. Even though I invested four years earlier, I wait to things hit a different level of scale that accompanies more consumers. Timing. And I build, the reason Vayner got so big was I invested in the things that I thought would be soon and I stayed alive with my salesmanship to get there. Nice. That way I get paid, making haters yell, make day, automated, monetized, post all day, type of sort, tech, K, recon, me a plate, by the bay, roll the young plates with the graphite paint, grab, grab, graphite paint. Like, if I had a business right now, I would beg niggas to come fuck my shit up. Please come fuck my business up. I need to go get a store right now, put some insurance on it, and tell niggas to come burn my shit down. I guarantee you I'm going to get a million dollars. I'm going to get an M. Nigga, come fuck my business up, I'm getting an M. ASAP.
I need to go get a stove front right now and have niggas come burn my shit down. Like, all these folk complaining, talking about, all oh, they fucking up my business, all this and that. You ain't got no insurance on your shit. You shouldn't even be in business if you ain't got insurance on your shit. This was the play. This how you eat. This was the sweet play. Nigga, nigga, Gucci was praying unemployment at 40 million. Gucci was praying niggas came and fucked they stole up. They wanted, they wanted niggas to do it. That's why niggas might as well go take all that shit. Gucci wanted niggas to do that. If I had a store right now, I would wish. And then I act like everything got took. Two million, three million. Cause that business insurance. Man, I would have took the insurance company off. Niggas out here playing, man, complaining about their business getting fucked up. Black folks complaining about their business getting fucked up. Nigga, that that's really the casualties of war. That's what happened. You feel me? That's what happened. Shit fucked up right now. Niggas ain't got no money, so they finna go take shit. Your shit just got caught up in the mix. And if your shit got caught up in the mix, you ain't know the community like that. You ain't know these folks like that. They would expect, if they knew you and they... Lots of people came to give me advice. And I, you know, I, I, I'm a nice guy, so I was cordial. But in my brain, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> my business is going to be bigger than yours in 36 months and I don't even know what I'm doing yet. So your advice is cool, but like, everyone's like, what you can do. Like, like that's just the truth. Um, and people always ask me, Gary, I wanna impact people the way you do, or change the world, these very heady things. I'm like, well, just do it for one person. It's action. Everybody, sit, you know. And sells it back to them at a higher price. And there's machines built to predict the machine that's predicting the machine that's buying Apple. So how many trades do you think the, uh, an algorithm can do in a second? Someone throw a number at me. A couple of thousand? It will stay in the thousands. <laughs> they haven't quite built the millions one yet. So you're looking at about 15, 20,000, the decent algorithm. How many can uh, a human do? One. Right, humans literally don't stand the chance. This race to zero is everything in a short space of time. So we're talking a, a second, a minute, 10 minutes, an hour, a day. The human doesn't stand the chance. The machines have replaced humans on electronic exchanges in anything under a day. You don't stand the chance. And if you look at implied volatility of publicly traded assets over the last 12, 15 years, it's just gone like this, constantly down over short time horizons. And that's what we call the race to zero. Because all these machines are competing all This event happened to me about two months ago. 
the event and those involved never officially resolved. I now know that this was a stupid decision on my part, and although I probably won't stop hacking anytime soon, nor will I quit using the deep web or Tor to access it, I will never again attempt to take another hacker's work, because as I learned, that is not a good idea no matter how skilled you may be. To give you some backstory, I'm a 17 year old male, currently a senior in high school. Ever since my freshman year, I took a real interest in coding, which led me quickly down the road of computers to hacking. Through my high school career, I became quite skilled in writing script, coding, and programming. This allowed me to make the internet my personal playground. By the end of my junior year, I was so well known in my school for hacking that I usually made a monthly visit to our IT office where they would usually accuse me of some website I had tampered with or a student I had pranked, but there was never enough evidence for them to do anything. I eventually started to get paid for writing script for others or hacking into accounts or locked folders, and eventually I became bored with this and started exploring new ways to become better and more powerful. I had known of Tor for a long time and had even used it once or twice, but had never really thought of it as a tool for hacking. This all changed in my senior year though, in high school, and I began exploring more and more into Tor and the deep web. It was full of opportunity and tools I could use to take my hacking to a new level. One of the things I enjoyed most was the utter lack of censorship and government monitoring along with the anonymity. I was nonetheless careful though, always running tails and disabling my flash player and scripts. Tor provided me with a hacker's breeding ground There were forums where I could learn from other hackers and a whole unrestricted lot of sites which you could tamper with or hack with no backlash as long as you knew what you were doing. And I did. Wanting to continue to expand my capabilities of hacking, I set about to build a botnet, which for those of you who don't know, is a collection of computers under the control of a hacker, remotely, without the owner's knowledge. It was about a month into my use of Tor and the deep web for hacking when I set out to build a botnet. With what seemed like a miracle, I stumbled upon a site on the deep web titled Botnets for Rent. Now, I knew I would never rent one, as that would cost far too much, but maybe I could steal one, I thought. Before this, all I had done on the deep web was hack and take down illegal and perverted sites I stumbled upon for practice. But stealing a botnet was a whole new level. I knew it could be done, but... I just wasn't sure I could do it. At first glance, it seemed like an impossible task, far too complicated for me, but after a week of intensive prep and research, I was ready to move. I took my laptop to the public library one Tuesday after school, and I hooked it up to their internet connection and booted up Tor, making sure I was taking all the precautions to protect my identity. Within five minutes, I was on the site that contained my target botnet. I had carefully selected what looked like a weak target. It was a very small botnet, with a hacker owning it that seemed not to know too much about the trade, and seemed like a perfect, easy target. I set about my work, and soon enough, I was home with a brand new botnet. After about a week of using the botnet for various purposes, it suddenly wasn't there anymore. I no longer had the controls. The Trojan virus I had been using to control the computers in the botnet was gone. 
it was as if it had never been on my computer in the first place. It was weird, but I dismissed it as something that I'd done wrong, and I just lost it. That night, I was texting my friends about our plans when I got a message from a hidden number. It read, I found you. Irritated, thinking it was one of my brother's friends pulling a prank, I texted back. The conversation went like this. I found you. Fuck off. I wouldn't say that if I were you. That is, if you value your computer. I don't know who you are, but I know my brother put you up to this. So for the last time, fuck off. 8, 8, C, 7, 2, E, 3, 6, Y, 6, 4, 1, J. How the hell did you know my computer password? I am not here to discuss details, but instead to warn you. Never mess with things again, or you will wish you had never been born. And don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Lucky for you, I was able to retrieve my botnet. After this, I didn't reply. I didn't know what to do. It wasn't like I could call the cops. Botnet were illegal in the first place, so stealing one was definitely a problem and something the cops wouldn't take kindly to. I decided the best course of action was to just ignore the hacker and beef up my computer security. About four days later, I got curious though and decided I wanted to know who this guy was. That night, I attempted to trace his computer as I still knew where the botnet site was. After some digging, I was able to pull his IP from a message he had posted to the chat feed on the site. After some more work, I traced him back to an address I won't disclose, but I'll say it was in northern Canada. After finding this and looking into who the owner could be online for about an hour, I came up empty-handed. I wrote down the address and I closed my laptop, deciding to figure it out later. Two days went by with no further progress into who the person could be. It was Friday afternoon and the final bell had just rung to let school out. I was walking down the hall, talking to my best friend when my phone, it lit up. It was a call from a hidden number. Instantly, I must have looked shocked because she asked if I was okay. I said yeah and that I had to take this. I answered and said hello. For a second, there was no reply. Then, all of a sudden, I heard a voice say, Tracking me, huh? That might not be too good for your health. Then, he started to read off what at first seemed like random letters and numbers, until it hit me. He was reading my license plate number. I suddenly took off running for the student parking lot. My best friend who had been watching my panic build the entire conversation took off after me to see what was up. I'm a cross-country runner and I reached the lot in no time. As I approached my car at a sprint, I saw a deep green car all of a sudden peel away. I unlocked my car and floated out of there after this car. My friend watched me fly out of the parking lot in pure confusion. Now, even though I made it out of the parking lot quite fast, there were already several cars between me and the green car, and he slipped away without a problem. Irritated, I drove home. As I parked my car, I got out and I noticed something. There was a note that had been sitting on the window under the wipers. It read, 
This is your last chance to stop snooping. Under this, it had my address, phone, and all my passwords to various websites and social media accounts. I was stunned, but more angry than anything. That night, I had a long talk trying to explain to my friend what had happened. She urged me to tell someone, but at this stage, it had gone too far, and I knew law enforcement, they wouldn't help, and neither would my parents. I decided to stop digging, and I revived no more harassment. It's been two months now, and nothing has happened. Now, I know I was technically the instigator in this situation, and I know that some people may view hacking as wrong, but still, that was quite a scary experience. I'm at least glad that the person, whoever he may have been, had at least some morals not to take things any further than that. However, I still wonder, what was he hiding so much that he would go to that extent to stop my prying? It doesn't make any sense because it was just a simple botnet. In my mind, there has to be more, a lot more, but I guess I'll never know. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Well, I hope you enjoyed the video guys. And you know what? I really don't enjoy computer jokes. Not one bit. Get it? Bit as in computer bit? <laughs> I guess that one was for the tech savvy, right guys? <laughs> ah well. <laughs> uh, thanks again to the Hive member that bravely shared their story for us all here. And I hope you're doing well. Uh, for the chance to have your story feature in a video, you can send your story to my email which is in the description below. And as always, keep them coming guys as this channel relies upon your stories to continue. Also, please do me a favour and just state in your email what your story is about in the description and also provide me with a short written statement of consent just so that I can be above board with everything. And please change any names if you don't want particular names to be shared. As always guys, it would be awesome if you could like, share, comment and subscribe if you're new. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates throughout the week. You can also catch me on my second channel, all of which have links in the description below. Thanks for always tuning in and for all the love and support, and I'll see you mates in the next one. So now let me give it to them. I just want to be the collective shield. Blame it on me. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious, bro. Let's just do it right now, once and for all. When? What's that? Gary did it. Just blame it on me. When somebody leaves a comment and says you're stupid, tell them I... Or worse, not a nice person, it won't work out. If you're neutral, and there are those leaders. I have leaders in my organization who are great at their craft, who are indifferent and neutral as leaders. When things in the macro are good, it's no problem. It's when things are tough, where you need wartime generals. So for me right now, because things in the macro are so good, those executives can continue to navigate and you try to build moats around them, you try to build them up, you try to figure out if it's a personality trait or if it's something they've never been trained on. Um, and, um, but, but if it's detrimental, to the way you framed up the question, there's, there's, just, there's no person that is more valuable than the culture at hand.
Um, we need more innovation. We need to um, speed up the rate of change in the world. Um, and I'm curious about um, your perspective on what's what what kind of leadership will will foster a more rapid um, rate of change. Freedom. This is my actual issue with. Okay. Principle number two, self-determination. So this one probably brought up the most questions in the comments section after the video went out over the last couple of years. Self-determination is the principle that underpins the two secrets of rent to own. So defining assets and liabilities properly and building and owning your own infrastructure. So, in terms of financial education and financial understanding, an asset and a liability, understanding what a perceived asset actually is. So people actually perceive certain things as assets when they're actually liabilities. And even after the video went out, it's unbelievable how many people still don't get it. Because it's, it really is just straight maths. And we use mortgages as the main example, okay? So let's start with a property, I don't know, somewhere down on this road. It's on the market for three million quid. So going back to the other point, the advantages and disadvantages of this system, you start noticing a lot more. Part of the traveling discussion was uh, buying your dream life for cash. Do you remember that? So if you go around the world and you decide, okay, this is my heaven. This is, this is where I want to be forever. That's the place where you should be buying something for cash. But if you haven't got the cash, obviously you have to wait and figure out how to get that money to buy it. And when you've got that, what does it mean? Well, you can operate with total freedom. Because if you came back to the UK and the UK fell apart, what happens? Well, 99.9% .9 of the population are running around scrambling, trying to sort their lives out. What do you do? You jump in a car and go to Hero. And on the other side of the world, you've got your dream life. So when you're operating, you know, instead of listening to this, what you should be doing is writing some stuff down, getting your thoughts together. You're listening to somebody else's ideas right now, buddy. Go to Amazon and type in Food Journals. F Triple O Journal. The Food Journal. Stop playing. Stop wasting time. Grab the Food Journal. F O O O. Journal. Journal.
at Amazon now. Of how to create content at scale and post-produced it contextual to the platforms that matter, but th that doesn't take away from the fact that I'm spending 11 to 14 hours a day being the CEO and COO of a thousand person global agency. So I have, I have some thoughts. Started from scratch, so I, I, I can remember, and I understand, and I know what has worked for me and others that look like me, and what has kept a lot of people at this $700,000 a year in revenue business. So I really think I can help, so please fire away, and I'm really, I'm honestly grateful to be here, and I appreciate it, thank you. Thank you, Gary. My name is, is this on? My name is Robin Wilson, and I sat there all day long because I knew that this 55-year-old woman would only have a chance of getting here if I was closest to the mic and in the front row. So strategy pays. <laughs> Hacking always works. Woo! Love it. So I have um, a specific question. So I only do social media marketing at our agency. We only do social and email, but social mainly on that forefront. But we serve a very particular mar um, vertical. We serve automotive. Okay. So we're a women-owned business that do social media marketing. Their leader's 55 years old, like any of that gives a shit about anything, right? And we um, not only just serve the automotive industry, but we really kind of niche with subprime uh, dealerships. That's kind of where our forte is, is that non-intender market. Yes. And so my question... You know, people that interact with our ads and with our posts... They just interact with the influencer. Yeah. We, you know, we split tests. We do, like, videos, photos, you know. But people continue to interact with the, with the influencer. What we could do to... Fire the influencer. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me... You, you never want somebody else to have leverage more than you have the leverage. If you feel like it's gotten out of hand, you need to fire the influencer, get a different influencer. I think a lot of people should create influencers, either in themselves. One big thing that I love, if you have any animation skills in yourself or within your organization, Way more people need to get into the Mickey Mouse business. Your influencer can be a cartoon, and you get to own the cart. The cartoon doesn't get drunk. The cartoon doesn't have sexual harassment issues. <laughs> the cartoon doesn't become a prima donna and want more money. The cartoon is something you own. Lil V that I put out, and there's only one of them, that wasn't for kicks and giggles. Okay, okay, I see you over there with that scaly skin, looking like Reptile and Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. You need to fix that, alright? You need to get it together, you need to moisturize, you get what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with doing that, you know? So, one of the places you need to go is CocoBrulee.com. Get it, rub it in your skin, look better, feel better, be better. And for goodness sake, man. Wash your face. I mean, come on, man. Get up and do it right now. CocoBrulee.com. 
Rub it in your skin. So now let me give it to them. I just want to be the collective shield. Blame it on me. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious, bro. Let's just do it right now, once and for all. When? What's that? Gary did it. Just blame it on me. When somebody leaves a comment and says you're stupid, tell them I the process of creating content around something they're passionate about, which will always do better than something you're not passionate about. And that over time, that may lead to something that can pay you 30, 40, 80. Um, following your advice has helped me, as you know, grow my company in two and a half years from zero to say it. a multi-million dollar business. You didn't fully say it. Huh? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. And I, I got to tell you, I, you know, I'm not nervous speaking to Gary. I'm just so moved because... This guy is so real and so genuine and actually cares. Like, really fucking cares. Because, because, it, because it doesn't come out of mine. The second you understand how much abundance is in the world, you will change your behavior. Absolutely. I'm giving away all my best advice for free at scale. I mean, do you know how many people here have made money by literally parroting it directly? And I like that. That's what I want you to do. Of course I could have all those customers. I'm just not going to get around to it. Do you know how nice this is to hear? Admiration trumps finances every day of the week. So, at dinner two years ago, you asked me a question. And the question was, are you building this company to buy, to, to, to build it and hold it, or to build it and sell it? I remember. And asked, empathy, like I subscribe to all of them. I know you know that too. I do that because there's not enough thank yous that I can give you for the value you've given me. I'm trying to guilt every fucking person on earth into Great job. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Hey, Gary. Uh, My name's Trevor. Unlike the gentleman before you, I am pretty nervous, so I got a stress ball. Give it back, but... (laughs) The reason why I wanted to come up here to say thank you, um, I found your content a couple years ago from the uh, Monday morning rant video that you run all the time. Yes. And the 400 trillion to one kind of really got me because right when that video came out, I lost my mother to like a two-year multi-battle with cancer. I'm sorry to hear that. I realized there's no reason to do shit you hate. None. So I wanted... And by the way, 25 to 50% of this room hates what they're doing right now. That's that was me. That was honestly me, and you really changed my life. So what I did was I got into. I'm like, I'm a ninja with SEO. I'm gonna go like give my services away for free because there's no way for me to kind of like go into a business, be like, yeah, like 
I've done nothing, but I'm going to make you money. So I, I like reverse engineered that because of what you said, and I ended up doing community uh, 212-931-5731. Hit me up with a text. Hi, Gary. My Hello. name is E-Mark. Good E-Mark. to meet you. Nice to meet you. And I'm A-Mark. Not sure if you remember us, Gary. About six weeks ago back in Chicago, we gave you one of these Thank boxes. You. Wanted Thank to you. make sure you had fresh breath. Thank you. And then about the last seven weeks, we've completely predicated on the underpriced nature of the media that we most believe in. So the answer is it doesn't change. My, my answer is always the same. What are humans doing? And then bring them the most value in that channel. I mean, again, people, I know a lot of you are following at home. Like, the fact that crushing it only came out. I saw love. Got all your emails, and we're going to link up. And I'm going to have Dub get in contact with you for that mentoring. Uh, can you lose your salvation or glory with the most high? Of course you can. Of course you can. Yeah, you can. If God is demanding. See, a lot of people, this is what a lot of people do. They say, does a pimp love God? Does a prostitute love God? Uh, does all these different people that are doing these different things, do they love God? And I would say, I would never say that because a person is living on the streets or in the streets or in gangs or police officers or whatever. I would never say that them, DJ, thank you for that, that 50 family. If you can't make a decision, I'll go back. Between two women, should you just be alone? You can make a decision. Don't ever tell yourself you don't. You can't make a decision. You must. You are the. You are the person with dominion. You can make a decision. Okay. So do that. What was I talking about before that? What was I talking about, Trina? Before that? Now I forgot what I was talking about before that. You guys remember? Let me go back to this question and I probably get. Oh, I was talking about uh, can a person lose their salvation? But I forgot what the what point I was making. Assets over the last 12, 15 years, it's just gone like this. Constantly down over short time horizons. And that's what we call the race to zero because all these machines are competing all month allowance from your parents, but, but you've trained them to not be capable. That's what I did at Vayner, and it was a painful year on our culture, and it's been a big, big uh, teaching moment for me. You're up late right now listening to Ninja Pimp Radio. You know why? Because you're wondering about stuff and wondering if you should be wondering about it. This is the perfect podcast, radio station, or whatever it's called for you. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and learn from some people of what to do and what not to do. Hey, it's all for educational purposes only, buddy. To each his own. Ninja Pimp Radio. Enjoy. Work ethic for you. It's like a, there, there's, we can all agree that there's a certain amount of liquid in this bucket, right? Uh-huh. 
to me, that's work ethic. Like there is like everyone in here and, you know, reading these incredible emotional barrier towards money itself. So, you know, with the first one, for example, like uh, the, for the function of money and the purpose of why it actually exists, you know, we're always uh, told these messages where like, for example, uh, money is the root of all evil. Uh, money doesn't make you happy. Uh, the more money you have, the more problems you're going to have. Um, but I just want you to think about it for a second because it's pretty damn obvious, okay? But people always miss this point. Just imagine a world that didn't have any money in it at all. Money obviously has a function. And, you know, in your own time, you can go and look at this online because uh, it's pretty well known amongst people who understand the function of money. Uh, so <clears throat> look, look up um, the double coincidence of wants. The double coincidence of wants is really important to understanding the function of money. Because without money, we essentially live in a barter economy and everything that we're used to consuming in the world now has come about because of the function of money. And um, it makes society work. It's, it's something that if you, if you understand. Wear no yellow suit. Don't wear no red suit. Don't wear no lime green suit. Don't wear no bozo shoes. You know what I mean? Don't do none of that. Don't come in there with rhinestones or even diamonds, too many of them, which remind me when Nice and me got kicked out of that strip club in Northtown in Vegas because of Nice jewelry. They said he couldn't come in because he got pimp jewelry. He said pimp jewelry, and it even had a sign on the thing. I forgot the name of the club. We was in Northtown in Vegas, and on the list, it said pimp jewelry, and we had to leave because nice had on pimp jewelry. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, sitting over there, you understand me? You know, looking at it, jewelry, whether fake or real. If you're a real pimp, you shouldn't be wearing fake jewelry. That's another subject. Um, but okay, you uh, got on a suit. It's okay to be conservative. Why? Because squares wear conservative business suits. Black, gray, navy blue. You know what I mean? You can always, with these colors, you can never really go wrong. Looking pastorish, lawyerish. You look like a lawyer. You, look, you know what I mean? Because squares come in looking like Or worse, not a nice person, it won't work out. If you're neutral, and there are those leaders, I have leaders in my organization who are great at their craft, who are indifferent and neutral as leaders. When things in the macro are good, it's no problem. It's when things are tough, where you need wartime generals, 
So for me right now, because things in the macro are so good, those executives can continue to navigate and you try to build moats around them, you try to build them up, you try to figure out if it's a personality trait or if it's something they've never been trained on. Um, and, um, but, but if it's detrimental to the way you framed up the question, there's, there's, just, there's no person that is more valuable than the culture at hand. Um, we need more innovation. We need to um, speed up the rate of change in the world. Um, and I'm curious about um, your perspective on what's, what, what kind of leadership will, will foster a more rapid um, rate of change. Freedom. This is my actual issue with Europe, actually. That one of the reasons innovation is difficult is heavy-handing restrictions. This is where an American business point of view of deregulation and openness, I think... thought that, like, scribbling your notes in some unorganized way doesn't do anything but confuse the situation more. Grab a food journal. All the diagrams are already laid out. It's so simple. Just use it. The food journal. Get it on Amazon. The food journal. F O O O journal. The food journal. Get it. Get your mind right. Get your thoughts together. Value against that payment. So if you're starting from scratch, you need to sell the thing that you think you're best at, no matter what it is. So for me, what I'm best at is observing human behavior and understanding new ways to get people to know something. Mm -hmm. That's why social worked for me. That's why if I was starting today, right now, if this was a bizarre world and today was day one, everything's the same for me, I'm just coming out of the business, I would probably call my company Vayner Voice. Here's why. I'm capable enough to sell some consulting scopes about where voice is going to keep me around to eventually be the best dev shop on Alexa skills and Google Home because I genuinely think that the voice device is the only potential. I do not think it's guaranteed because I don't see the scale yet. But it is, and this is what, how I look about TikTok. I don't think TikTok is, yeah, I, saw, I saw somebody mention that I say Instagram's dead, and it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying TikTok is the first platform that I see that has the potential to become the next thing. That's what I thought about social cam. That's what I thought about Vine. That's what I thought about Snap. <laughs>
Hey, hopping off the porch, got to hop up off the porch, got to hop up off that porch, got to hop up off that porch, got to hop off the porch. Hey, yeah, hop off the porch. Yeah, hey, hop off the porch. Oh, yeah, hop off the porch. Uh, hop off the porch. Yum is what I'm hitting them by. Watch out by the real wheel fix. Puff out a dip is on the tip. Smoking up or strain with the chef. I'm removing the chance. So the stands in the corner. Might build the rims. Oh man, vehicles I can't stand. Rather be driven or this is of land. Executing plans. Never pop his ass. Might melt down this can. Just to play white gold via brush plates. Haters don't understand. Not up in the slightest way or even faint. Dang. No need to continue. Find a deal on things with the Linux. Always in it to win it. Might count as it. Then film it. Cloud process with spirit few limits. Delivery dropped at the door, but the rope I flow might go. Who is it? Torn fabric, and I still might rip it. CPU crypto, pimping, never slipping. Pay attention, you didn't listen, cause there's nothing there. I forgot. Hop off the porch, hop off the porch, hop up 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 off the porch. In terms of self-determination, true self-determination means you are totally in control of your finances, not somebody else. So not a bank.
mom who grew up with literally nothing and gave everything she had, so it really inspired me, so a lot like your content. But um, now I'm ready to kind of, in order to do that well, since I'm working. The good news is you did build your brand. You executed. I did. So you're actually in a much better place than a lot of people who've done a good job amassing followers but actually don't do shit. Like, I don't have a lot of followers, but the companies I do have, they'll, like, they trust me. Like, they'll give their left kidney for me. They like Correct. And so <laughs> you should probably take it and sell it on the black market. <laughs> take those down. So I, I think what you need to – listen, what is old is always new. I think testimonials are powerful. Right. I don't think they should be boring like we saw in the 90s, but, like, I think that – I think you have built your brand. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. like every time big agency holding companies try to razz on me and play the card of like, well, it's all Gary and his relationships. I'm like, yes, GE and Pepsi and Chase <laughs> and ABI are so enamored with me that they're seven and six and eight year clients of us. They, they're clients with us because they've gotten results. Right. Because we execute. You know, yes, maybe I've been more out and about about mm -hmm. how I've approached it, but you've built your brand. You just haven't now manifested right. the equity that you're sitting with. And this is what I would tell you. For everybody here that's looking for new business, this moment on LinkedIn, many of you felt the good effects. Many of you regretted for not jumping on board. What I would recommend is people to do what they're best at. And by the way, that is what I did with Vayner. Yes. Just so everybody knows, the first two years of VaynerMedia, first two years of VaynerMedia, all we did was community management on Twitter and Facebook. That was our entire business, nothing else because that's what I was best at. I wasn't best at creative on Twitter in 2009. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was great at community management. Great. One more question. I made a bet with my friend that I'm gonna shake hands Let's with go. you. But I want half the fucking money. Nice to meet Thank you, my you. friend. You're nice welcome. To meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you, brother. Uh, hi, Gary. This is Gaurav from India. So, you Very know, nice I've been... You. Same here. So, I've been into the voice-first world for about a year and a half. I'm uh, sorry, one more time? I'm into the voice-first world. The yes. voice-first, you yep. know... Building Alexa skills, yes. you know, the Google actions, and, yep. you know, for, for one and a half years. Fantastic. And largely, you know, what the challenge is that the disc... So where you're just all the time buying lottery tickets in different formats, trying to get huge amounts of upside because you've got nothing and you're trying to get excessive amounts of money with excessive amounts of risk looking to play the lottery all the time. You just won't need to. So it's something that you should really aim for, in my opinion, in your life. If you can get your dream life,
by 35, 40 years old, you're going to do excessively well in your 40s and 50s and 60s. Okay, principle number two, self-determination. So this one probably brought up the most questions in the comments section after the video went out over the last couple of years. Self-determination is the principle that underpins the two secrets of rent to own. So defining assets and liabilities properly and building and owning your own infrastructure. So in terms of financial education, Oh man, vehicles I can't stand. Rather be driven or this is spinning land. Executing plans, never pop his ass. Might nail down this can. Just to play white gold via brush plates. Haters don't understand. Not up in the slightest way or even faint. Dang, no need to continue. Find a deal on things with the Linux. Always in it to win it. Might count and split it. Then film it. Cloud process with spirit view. Limits the delivery dropped at the door. But the rope I flow might go. Who is it? And I still might rip it, CPU, crypto, pimpin', never slip and pay attention, you didn't listen, cause there's nothing there, I forgot Hop off the porch, hop off the porch, hop up 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 off the porch,
and says it to me. And it wasn't a fun thing to deal with. Couple things. One, that's creating a world where there isn't fear. It's a barometer of how safe the person is. Thank you, but, but I have goosebumps and I'll tell you why I have goosebumps. And this is <clears throat> very exciting for me to say in Sweden and in the Nordics and in Europe and in the world. There was also a 1% to 5% energy behind the text of a little bit of fear. Or, let me say it a different world because I don't actually think it was fear but I'm trying to make a point here. There was accountability. There, he, he, because it's the truth, knows that I might have texted him off chain and fired him. And that I could do that. And that, yeah, and oh by the way, because the laws don't require me to give him six months. I mean, this is important because because you're emphasizing the difference between the U.S. and them. And I'll tell you why. Because I think Europe is so close, and it's just a couple tweaks. I don't think the U.S. has it right. I don't think Europe has it right. And by the way, this is my personal way that I want to run my world. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm. This is our time. This is when you have to navigate. this is all we know. Like, you've signed up for a world where you have to react to realities on a daily basis and it's all on your accountable shoulders. And then when they're um, incapable of going there, I deploy perspective and gratitude. I remind my friends, some who've been struggling, that if COVID started six weeks earlier, Kobe Bryant would be alive. You know, you can, you can decide to look at all the bad, you know, go look at the traffic deaths data around the world. You know, you start getting into scary debates of were more people's lives saved during this time than lost. It's half glass full, half glass empty. You know, you start getting into really interesting, thoughtful places. And so for me, it's perspective. You know, I think about World War II. I think about the Black Plague. I think about so many genocides. I think about the people and the millions of people around the world that don't have clean water every day, not when there's not COVID. I'm not capable of dwelling because of gap you know, gratitude, accountability, you know, like what am I going to do about it and perspective. And so I'm, what do I say? I say we should be thankful that we can even have this conversation, health over everything. And, uh, and let's, um... you know, six, six foot two, 17 stone <laughs> with the goggles on. So the PO says, Danny, give me the goggles. No, give me some burn. So there's two things going to happen here, right? He's, burn he's, he's cigarettes. Got, yeah. yeah. He wants a smoke. He's got a lighter. You know, he's got a lighter. Yeah. So, so he wants a smoke. So there's two things you look at here. We've been in. He, he's taken a few digs, you know. We've disrupted his evening. Do do you give him some burn and de-escalate the situation and get the goggles back? Or do you go back in there where half the team have already said they're not going back in <laughs> and send them back in for the goggles? <laughs> Anyway, you've got to look at the de-escalation, right? Yeah. So, PO, 
bit of negotiation, goggles come out, bit of burn goes in. Yeah. Yeah. So then we has a debrief and we does his paperwork. So maybe, I don't know, four or five o'clock in the morning, we've all done his paperwork. They stand us down, which means you can go home. Yeah. Yeah, so for that, I'll, I've been paid nine hours at overtime rate or whatever. To be fair, after the debrief, three lads who were there, and they're not all like me, they said, you know, it was above their pay grade. They were tornado trained, but all three, you know, all three of them were decent officers, but they're not, they're not the sort of officer who is going to be fronting people. They're not all like yeah, that. Yeah. They'd follow you into battle. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but when I be needing to get my mind right, I use the food journals. Follow Fujo on all your social media right now. Can pay its bills, you know, life. And so I like accountability. Like, I like, you know, what am I going to do about it? And I don't think it's fun or healthy to feel helpless 